T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning, happy hump day. It is Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you. Brian Mazarowski on a much deserved week off. He'll be here back here next week and, and we'll be uh we'll be separated again. Uh, as he is back next week, and I am in for David Bellavia, who also is taking a deserved uh, week off next week. Uh, so it is Beamaz and Beamer, but it's going to be a while, I guess, until it is Beamaz and Beamer. But I'm so thankful for you joining me this morning. Uh, great, great work by our news team last night, uh, David Bellavia being part of that coverage as well. Uh, up till past midnight, uh, bringing you the election results, reaction, uh, the speeches that actually did happen uh, last night. And again, coverage through midnight right here on WBEN. You know, if anything ever happens, if there's anything ever going on, you don't have to question, oh, you know, who's going to be there giving me up-to-date analysis, up-to-date updates. There's, there's, there's no question. We, we will always be there. And that's what we do. Uh, we put news first. And last night was a great example of that. And kudos to everyone involved last night. Uh, Tom Puckett hosting. Uh, we had Max Ferry and Brayton Wilson in the field. Tim Winger was out there. Uh, and David Bellavia was offering his analysis, as well as Jack O'Donnell and Carl Calabrese uh, and Ken Cruley. So great work last night here on WBEN. And again, if you're ever looking for, hey, where am I going to get, you know, someone that's going to be there as things are playing out, it will always be WBEN. And hey, what, what a night, right? I think a lot of, uh, a lot of, I think the results in NY23, I think to some are surprising. Um, and I think to some, the special election at first seemed like it was going to be uh, a surprise um, but then played out uh, as many expected in the special election in NY23, in the old NY23. And uh, Joe Sempolinski, uh, he will be uh, my, one of my guests on Hardline this weekend talking about his victory in the old NY23. He has about five months uh, to serve the remainder of Tom Reed's 
term. So looking forward to that. Obviously, Hardline Sunday, a lot of breakdown of uh, where we go from here and chatting with some of the victors from primary slash special election night. Now, I saw this when I sat down in this chair, okay? And, you know, this comes a day after we learn that the life expectancy in New York State dropped three years in 2020. That's the most of any state, right? Now, we saw uh, life expectancy drop throughout the country in 2020. But in New York State, it dropped three full years. And, you know, we get that news yesterday. By the way, if you're wondering, the life expectancy dropped from 80.7 years to 77.7 years. Uh, That story is on our website at WBEN.com. Nationwide, um, life expectancy dropped from, oh, I'm sorry, nationwide, Women's life expectancy is significantly higher uh, than men's, 79.9. So women's life expectancy nationwide dropped to 79.9. Men's, 74.2. So we get that news yesterday. And then today, Sienna comes out with a poll. Only 27% of New Yorkers are satisfied with life than a year ago. This coming from Londonville, New York. A Siena poll released Wednesday found only 27% of New Yorkers are more satisfied with life this year than a year ago. This percentage is down from 44% of New Yorkers in 2018. The poll also found that over 70% are satisfied with family and friends' spiritual life, where they live, their community, and their health. So that's interesting, right? Only 27% of Americans are more satisfied this year than last year. Now, I'd say I fall into that, into that category of the 27%, right? This entire summer, I got to go the entire summer to events, to establishments. I got to go all over, right? I went to the beach. I went to New York City. And guess what I didn't hear of once? I didn't see a sign for. I wasn't forced to put a mask on. I didn't have any COVID restrictions, Nothing. I got to live my life as it was 2019. Now, obviously things are more expensive, and that I'm sure plays into this poll. But I would say I am more satisfied with life in 2022 than I was summer of 2021. Right? Obviously financially, you know, with the way gas was for most of the summer, and still is. I mean, people celebrating $4 a gallon of gas, give me a break. Uh, But, you know, what we're paying at a grocery store, what we're paying for gas, uh, so on and so forth, you know, that's frustrating. But after two years of, oh, do I have a mask? Oh, do I have this? Do I have that? Can I go to this place? Can I not go to this place? Having a whole summer where it didn't come up once. Now, it came up here at work, right? It came up in the news. But I did not go to one establishment where COVID was mentioned upon my entrance. And that is something to be, for me, happy about. And yes, it made me more satisfied with going around. I didn't have to question everywhere I went. I didn't have to question what I was bringing with me, who I was bringing with me. But only 27% of New Yorkers, and again, I'm sure a lot more goes into this than uh, just COVID restrictions and them being lifted. Also, 
only and, and this is I think very fitting, and I think a lot of people fit into this. Only 12% of New Yorkers were completely satisfied with their financial condition. 75% are not very or not at all satisfied with the world. This includes politics, economics, social, and environmental issues, trends, and the direction the world is going in. Lastly, less New Yorkers are satisfied with their work. Only 24% completely satisfied with work, 26% satisfied with what they do for recreation. That's a very depressing poll, I'm not going to lie. I mean, only 27% satisfied with life compared to a year ago. Only 24% uh, satisfied with their job. And 26% satisfied with what they do for recreation. I feel that last one you can change. Only 26% satisfied with what they do for recreation. Well, then why don't you, I don't know, find something else to do? Like, Jimmy, let me bring you into this real quick. Jimmy, you ride your bike all around. You rode your bike into work today. You've got your, your biking outfit on. Yeah, you know, you've got the, the half a million dollar bike sitting out there in the hallway. You are very satisfied with what you do for recreation, right? You, you love, you know, biking around. You biked around the state. You bike to work. You, you like, that is a fun recreational activity for you. Without a doubt. Wouldn't change a thing. But if you didn't like it, wouldn't you find something else that made you happy instead of just complaining about it? Yeah, I'd say, well, you know what? I could get my half million dollars back for my bike. <laughs> I could get my, I could sell my bike to somebody who wants to ride it, and uh, it wasn't a half million dollars. But, uh, and I'd move on, find another hobby. Yeah, I just, I don't get that at all. I, I do not understand. Okay, you're not satisfied with your job. Fine. Okay. Um, I love my job, as I've, I've been very vocal about. I'm, I'm doing what I dreamed of doing since I was five. But I, I feel, okay, 24%, you know, people who you know, are just working for a paycheck and maybe don't love their job, fine, I understand that. But 26% satisfied with what they do for recreation. I, I, I don't understand that one bit. That is something you can go change. You know, I like playing Madden. Video games. I don't like playing a lot of video games. I love playing Madden, right? Unfortunately, I haven't gotten the new Madden yet because the code I was supposed to get on the day it came out, I'm not getting until uh, the season opener for the Bills, and that's fine. But, you know, if it was so bad that I'm not satisfied with what I do overall, I'd go buy the game. But that's uh, that's from Sienna. That just came down. I thought I'd share that with you uh, before we got to the topic. Um, now... Yesterday, obviously, we had the primaries, right? We had the special election. But this also came down yesterday. (laughs) This also came down yesterday. And I'll tell you this. Beside the political junkies that I follow on Twitter, which, by the way, would that not be a great name for a show? Political junkies? Maybe a great name of of a talk radio show. Um, but beside the political junkies that I follow, and even some of them are uh, talking about this, um, this was really dominating Twitter last night. And that is a talk of student loan forgiveness and the announcement that came out. And first off, it seems no one is satisfied with the news, right? Either you are upset that it's happening at all, 
or it's not enough. And if you're just joining us, if maybe last night you decided with the election happening, you were going to avoid news and just watch the Mets-Yankees game, uh, which, by the way, I won't, I won't say anything. Hey, Yankee fans, great. You swept at the Bronx. We swept at City Field. It's an even series. There's nothing to brag about. But I'll tell you, I have a lot of respect for Aaron Judge. But, man, does it suck when he hits a bomb against your team. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, back to the topic, Joe. Um, Last night, it was announced, millions of Americans waiting to learn the fate of their federal student debt on Wednesday. President Biden uh, is prepared to deliver on his campaign promise to to provide up to 10% in debt cancellation. Now, this goes for people who make less than $125,000 a year. And Biden is also set to extend a pause on federal student loan payments through January. And, of course, you have people who are, you know, oh, this is what I wanted, 10000 that's it, come on. And then you have people like me, okay, who, yes, I, I don't know what's the end game. All right, we give, we give loan forgiveness for student debt. What's next? But if I had student debt, I would gladly take the $10,000 while I complained about it. And there's a lot of people that fit into that category right now, complaining about the student loan forgiveness. But, hey, that's my tax dollars, too. I guess I'll take the $10,000. But my, my, my whole thing on this is, is, is financial responsibility. And believe me, there have been times in my life where uh, I did not fit that category. But financial responsibility, you know, you take a loan out. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm very fortunate. I'm very thankful uh, that my parents paid the first four years of my college. Now, obviously, it was my fault. I needed to go for a fifth year. No need for them to pay it. I'm very fortunate and very thankful. And I don't think I've thanked them enough. But I am very thankful um, that they paid for most of my college education. And I realize how lucky I am. But those, uh, for those that have taken a loan out... Did you not take that loan out with the intention to pay it back? And why should the government get involved for paying back your loan for the college you decide to go to? I think most people listening to my voice now, there was a cheaper option. You didn't take it. For those, you know, and I saw this stat yesterday as well uh, of, you know, uh, 37% of Americans get a four-year degree. That's it. 37% of Americans get a four-year degree. Now, I'm not here to bash college. I I loved college. I would do college all over again. Uh, Nothing against college. But college is getting very expensive. And it is getting to the point where if you don't get a scholarship, a lot of people can't afford it. They can't afford to take out that type of loan. Is the answer for the government... To pay your loan back? I, mean, I, I talk about this all the time. You have cheaper options. You can go to a community college for two years. That's two years of cheaper education. But you have kids, oh, I'm going to this college and I will, you know, I'll take out the loan. And then I'll complain and have the government pay it back. But 37% of Americans have a four-year college degree. 13% have graduate degrees. But 56% of student loan debt is held by the 13% that have graduate degrees. 
Now, I'm going to guess. Now, this isn't fair to guess. Never mind. I'm not going to guess that. But 56% went, uh, have graduate degrees. Only 13% of Americans have a graduate degree. Does that make sense? 56% of the debt is graduate degrees. And I understand for a lot of you out there, a college uh, education, a college education is, is necessary for what you do, right? Lawyer, doctor, uh, teacher, you know, the college, the college education is necessary. And, you know, you, you take a loan out because you want to further your education. But do you consider the price of the college you decided to go to when you sign that loan? Does that go through your head that there was a cheaper option? Now, I'm genuinely asking this because I was very fortunate. My parents paid my college education. So a lot of people could say, and I'll admit it, I'm naive. I am coming from a point of view of someone who doesn't have student loan debt. So explain to me why the federal government should pay off your student loan. A lot of people say, well, I needed it to get the job I have now. Well, I need a car to get to work. You know, there's no bus that runs at 3.45 a.m. during the week. I need a car to get to work or I can't, I can't work. Should the government forgive my, my auto loan? Should the government delay payments on my car loan for another 10 years? I'm not trying to be insensitive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I think, a fair, reasonable question. 8030930, star 930, your thoughts on student loan forgiveness. And hey, if you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm being ridiculous, call in, call me out. That's kind of what I'm hoping for in this next segment. Call me out on why I'm wrong. Because I am naive. I didn't have student loan debt. But I know a lot of you out there do. And is 10000 enough? What are your thoughts on the number? What are your thoughts if you make over $125,000? I really hope no one who makes over $125,000 a year is complaining that they are not included in this. And I also think $125,000 is a very high cutoff. But that's just me. 803-0930, star 930. And are we teaching, how is this helping what seems to be a deteriorating personal responsibility when it comes to finance in America? To me, this help, this hurts it. 803-0930, star 930, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, 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 welcome back. BMAS and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN talking loan forgiveness. Student loan forgiveness is uh, what we're talking about. The federal government announcing that they will be giving $10,000 in debt cancellation. Uh, obviously, this will be faced with legal challenges. Uh, my question to you is again, I'm naive. You know, um, I, I I was very fortunate, but my question is for those of you out there that you know are cheering this on, is this enough? And for those of you that are in debt, I guess that same question. Um, but again, I understand. You know, there are jobs out there that you need a a, a student a college uh, education for. I get that, but there's a lot of you out there that need a car for your job. Is the government going to forgive $10,000 of your car loan? There's a lot of you out there that need, you know, a certain kind of technology, certain kind of phone, certain kind of computer. You know, maybe an expensive uh, office you had to set up. Are you going to get and you have are you going to get your credit card debt forgiven? I mean, what's next? And again, I'm I'm honestly asking that because I realize that I am naive on this topic. So this is an honest question. But, you know, someone brought up a great point on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 8030930. My daughter is going to private school locally and paying as she goes. She has no debt for college. Does she get a check back from the government because she paid for college with no loans? What about that? What about being rewarded for paying as you go? And, And, you know, hey, if I had to take a loan out when I was in college, if I had to pay as I was going, well, I wouldn't have dormed. Right. And, you know, no offense to Madai College. I probably wouldn't have gone to Madai College for four years. I would have probably gone to community college. You know, the cheaper option. It's one of the first tests we are given um, in society as young adults. It's one of the first tests we are given to make financially smart decisions. But now, you know, if you complain enough, maybe the government will help you out as well. 8030930 8030930 star 930. Let's go to Carl in Lockport. Hey, Carl. Hey, Joe. Um, a lot of people take things in college that they can get no job in art preservationist, uh, museum curator, uh, a lot of the psychology and sociology classes. You're not going to get a job doing anything with that, hardly. And a better option for a lot of kids might be going to skilled trades. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, trade school gets a bad rap, Carl, but hey, there's a lot of money in those trades. And if you can do something good, you know, if you have a skill, if you can do something, uh, you know, uh, plumbers, electricians, uh, these people make a lot of money. Um, and it definitely going to a trade school is the better option uh, than college for some people. I've been skilled trades all my life, and in the last 15 years, I've brought probably 20 kids into different trades just to uh, pay it forward. Yeah, and, and Carl, you know, you mentioned the classes and the, the degrees people get that, you know, there's barely any jobs in. Uh, something like this will keep those classes going. If students finally have to, you know, say, oh, I, am I going to go to, you know, trade school or am I going to go to college and get a degree in a job that I can actually get a, a, a degree I can actually get a job in, a lot of those classes would go away. I started a kid in the trades uh, in a different state. His grandmother's a friend of mine. He graduated high school June 5th. June 6th, he started with uh, plumbers and steam fitters where he's at. I'm not a plumber and steam fitter, but I have, I have people in all different trades. He's going to school. He's made over $10,000 in cash already. Not going to have one cent of college debt. That's amazing, Carl. That's amazing. Good for him and uh, good for you on getting on the right track. Thank you, sir. Hey, I appreciate the call. Carl in Lockport opens the line for you, 803-0930. Let's go from Carl to Craig, who is in the falls. Hey, Craig. Hey, how's it going today? Um, I right now, see, I'll be fair with you. I have student loans. I actually am a professional driver. I got my class A driver's license through student loans and my company that I work for pays my student loans. But if they didn't, you know, my, I'm taxed it through, with insurance and benefits and everything like that. 42 to 48% of my paycheck is gone every week for taxes and benefits. Throw another $300 a, a month on top of that. Where's my money going to be coming for my food for my family? You know, what bills am I not going to pay is my choices. You know, am I going to complain that they're paying off 10% or $10,000 of my student loans? No, I'm not. I'll be fair with you. I'm in the upper middle area, you know, on the upper end of the middle class. So I'm making good money, but I'm not making the 100000 But $10,000 off is, is bringing me down to like almost half of what I owe. So now I'm now and my company's paying the other half, so I'm not as worried about it. But I think in the long run, if you are going to solve these things, you got to get some of these taxes down. You know what I mean? Right. People are getting taxed to death is what it's boiling down to. And then, like I said, you know, you got to choose. Do I put food in my mouth or do I pay my student loans? And, and, and know, something, the elect- something like this is not going to bring taxes down. No, exactly. It's going to raise taxes. So now instead of 42 to 48% of my paycheck being gone, 52% of my paycheck is going to be gone. You know what I mean? It's like, where are you going to draw the line? When are, you, are you going to keep lower raising taxes to, to get more money out or to, to cut student loan debts and, and car debts and whatever else happens? Or are you going to finally just get it taken care of, you know, get have these people pay off their student loans that way the money comes back into the government and you're not worrying about raising taxes right it, it, it it's, it's just one of those things yeah Craig, because you'll be paying you'll be paying those taxes a lot more than you'll be uh, reaping the benefits of that 10,000 exactly so i mean like i said i'm not going to complain that they're paying off 10 grand of mine right but you know i am i in the long run is it going to be a good thing or am i going to be paying more because of what they're doing to raise my taxes again, you know? So 
Time will Just tell. Time will tell. That. Hey, Craig, I appreciate hey, the call. Craig. Craig in the Falls opens the line for you, 803-0930. And, and you know, f- for me, like I said, if, if I was in, if I had a student loan, oh my gosh, would I take the 10000 Of course. I would do this exact show and still take the 10000 And, I, and there, I don't think there's any problem with saying, wait a minute, what is this? You know, what, what's next? But then also, well, hey, I pay taxes. I have student loan debt. I make under one twenty-five. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the the forgiveness. I'll take the ten thousand dollars. But I I just I'm curious how this is different, because I do realize there are people that need their degree for their job. Um, there are also people who need, um, you know, certain training for other jobs. What about going to the loan for that? What about? Yeah, I, but you know, you look at loan debt. Okay, I need this for my job. I, I go to the easy. Well, I need my car for my job, and unfortunately, I I get here at a time where I can't I can't catch a bus to to work at three in the morning. So should my car loan be forgiven? You know, I have to go to work and do a service. People have to go to college and do certain jobs. And where does this fit into learning personal responsibility financially? Uh, that, that is a problem we have in America, especially with my generation and the younger generation. People not being financially responsible, getting themselves into a lot of debt, believe me. And I, 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 real, I, I realize, hey, you know, you, you have a college you've wanted to go to your entire life and, you know, you get accepted. I'm going to go to that college regardless. OK, but you're going to pay for it. What about doing the, like I said, if I had to pay for my college, if I had to pay in full for my college, I would have gone to ECC for two years. And there's nothing wrong with ECC. It's a cheaper, um, it's a cheaper college education. You get the first two years at a cheaper rate, and then you go and you get a degree from the school you've wanted to go to, or, or maybe you continue with the cheaper school thing. And you know, this goes back to something I talked about uh, about a month ago, filling in for Bowerly. And that is also studying, also realizing what the average income is for the job you're going into. I mean, if you went to grad school and got yourself into $100,000 in debt for a job that you're barely making 50000 I mean, did you not study that before you went to school? And the same could be said if you went got a four-year degree at a job you're not making $30,000 at. Is that something you should have researched before you went to school? Is that something you should have looked into? You know, I always say this, and I know I sound like a broken record. I always say this. A lot of 18-year-olds go to college thinking they are going to graduate at 21 years old and make 80, 90,000 by 22. And that's not reality for most people. Now, as we've heard people calling uh, those who went into a trade, that's a very reasonable thought, right? If you go to, uh, to a trade school, you know, by 2021, you might be making 70, 80,000 dollars. But there are a lot of degrees that you will graduate with that one, you'll never get a job in to begin with. Number two, if you actually go through that field, you know, your entry level is twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars, and people are shocked that that's all they're getting offered. But all it takes, you know, we have the internet now. All it takes is a little research. All it takes is a little 
going online and seeing, oh, this field on average makes $35,000. Do you understand what I'm saying? There, there has to be a, and, 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 you know, maybe this means that there are certain degrees that get phased out because people learn, huh, I can't make money in this degree. <laughs> but, you know, there does, I think there's some personal responsibility when you go to school. And if you're going to make the decision to go to college, and this is not, I'm not trying to um, bash colleges. I went to college. I loved college. But I think you have to see, how is this going to affect me 10 years down the road? If you're going to a degree that 10 years down the road, you're not making $30,000, you're not making $40,000, is the cost of that degree worth it? And then, or is the answer, ah, you know what? I went and got this degree in, you know, something, couldn't find a job in it. Oh, but the government's there to help me. The government's there to, uh, to pay off my debt. And like I said, what's next? Oh, the government's there to pay off my credit card. The government's there to pay off my car loan, to pay off my mortgage. I... I, I I think we, we need to be realistic when we're going into school. And I think, you know, I'm not a parent, so this is, again, me just throwing a comment out there without the, uh, without the experience. But I think we need to be realistic when sending kids to college. And I think young adults going into college need to do a little research on what they're going to school for. Let's go to Mary in Tonawanda. Hey, Mary. Hello. I am a mom of a, a young man who just graduated in May with a bachelor's and a master's. And he has no debt because he gave up a lot of Friday nights in high school to study, knowing that he wanted to go to college and needed scholarships. And I was very clear, you're going to need scholarships because other than that, you're going to be taking out loans and, and I'm not in the position to help you. Well, he ended up with four scholarships and proceeded to apply for scholarships each of the next years, so was able to graduate without any debt. Um, my friend's son graduated with the same degree. They're both chemical engineers, and he's got a $600 a month payment right now because he chose to go to a school that was something he wanted to do as opposed to my son where we literally sat down and did Excel spreadsheets and figured out room and board and, and everything else. So he made the decision to go where he would end up not only with no debt, but also that had a co-op program so he could work six months and make enough income to pay for the next semester's expenses. So, you know, it, it's doable if you plan ahead. But aside from that, I guess my question is, okay, we give this round of college students $10,000. Do we make this a lifetime benefit each time somebody else enrolls in college? Are they going to get 10000 And to what end? Like, what is this really going to benefit? Are they going to go out and spend it and add to our economy? And... Uh, I just don't understand, and I don't understand why we can't reform the whole payback system. Like, we're just putting a Band-Aid on it. So we're just, what we hire, 80,000 IRS agents? 89,000, well, Mary. 
Okay, so then let's take a look at what these kids are making when they get out of college right. and what their debt is and have these 89,000 IRS agents do the math and come up with a fair payment so that they can pay for their car, pay for their food, you know, get married, get a mortgage, and graduate their payments based on their increased income over the years. Mary, you bring up a good point. You know, who is this benefiting? And I think in the, the long view, if we really take a look at this, it's benefiting the colleges. Because instead of saying, well, why is college so expensive? Why has, you know, why has college gotten to the point where people have to take out you know, tens of thousands of dollars in loans and, and for some people ruin their credit score taking out these loans? Why, are we, why aren't we looking at how these colleges, how the price of college has gotten so inflated over the last three decades? Absolutely. Because why are you paying forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year to go to college? Exactly. You know, that, that's the ha- half the price of many houses in western New York. Yep, exactly, Mary. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And it, it, it does. I mean, this really, now the focus is on the government paying back some loans instead of people with the loan saying, why is college so much? What is college offering now that it wasn't offering 20 years ago? And, you know, to Carl and Lockport's point, maybe there are some, some courses, some degrees we're offering that just don't make sense to offer. There's no job in those fields. Are, you know, Take a look. Mary has a good point. Take a look at what, what fields are these kids uh, graduating in and where are they getting jobs? What are they making? But you do something like this, it really just, it, it takes the focus off of how expensive college is and puts the focus back on, look, we just spent a whole hour talking about student loans when we could have been talking about the cost of college. Uh, Kyle and Amherst will be the last call of the day. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? Doing well, Kyle. What are your takes on this? Well, you know, the lady before me uh, talked about reform, which I think is definitely needed. Um, I experienced uh, student loan problems back in probably 2002. Uh, moved to Buffalo. Uh, the economy here was a little bit difficult, so I did not make as much money and end up going into the default. Uh, I couldn't afford to get my loan out of fault because they wanted some high number for rehab. Um, and then over the course of, let's say, three, four, three, three to four years, um, my loan went from 28000 to 62000 because of interest and fees. And uh, I don't have a problem paying my debt. You know, I think what the problem is uh, people in certain situations, their loans went completely sky high uh you know obviously there's some personal responsibility there but i don't think those companies should be making that kind of money off of that type of uh, uh loan you know um i'm paying for my college um uh, kids uh which is i'm thankful that we can do that but i'm still paying loans and uh stuff like that now the career option is should be taught in schools uh really honestly by the time you're junior and senior year, there should be some type of uh, uh, curriculum base where you start introducing kids to, well, first of all, what I do is I have kids take a personality test, and their personality kind of dictates what kind of professions that match their uh, personality. And so by the time the senior year, they're doing a whole bunch of different career searches, and, you know, and I'm definitely preaching to kids about, 
if you're not sure about going to college, you may just want to start out at your local community college. You know, there's no reason to pay thirty, forty thousand dollars a school year if uh, you especially don't know what you're going to do. I mean, you can go to nursing school. Um, you know, our local establishments uh, pretty pretty affordably. Um, you know, there are obviously students who come from homes whose parents aren't college educated, and I think some of that's the problem too because the process, you know, which I was similar. I, I went through that process. I thought some of the stuff I was signing for my loans were scholarships and grants. Come to find out there were loans because I, I should have not gone to a private college I should have went to a um, community college or, you know, a state and state, first of all. And um, and that's that pretty much. Um, but, yeah. Kyle, I got real quick. One question. You know, you're a teacher. When you talk to students that are about to go to college, you ever you know come across a student that says, I just I can't justify this kind of uh, payment for the next four years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is why I also, you know, talk about going to your community college first to build credits, you know, to get some of that stuff that you're, you're going to be taking English, science, and math courses all over again. You know, the college, your first year or two of college is almost like reiterating what you learned in high school, which is another problem. So you just wasted, you know, if you're going to a, a you know, a university, you just wasted money where you could have just got a lot of those credits covered at your local uh, community college at a, at a cheaper at a cheaper price. Exactly. Hey, Kyle, always great talking with you. I appreciate the call. That is it for Beamaz and Beamer. David is next here on WBEN. I'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.